Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, you're about to. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. If you've ever wondered what it was like to work on a cruise ship, well, this is what we're about. Old and new crew members telling their stories in their own words of what it was like to work on a cruise ship. So come on over to the pool bar, order up a hurricane or a rum punch, sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Story. Today, everybody, we have Eric online. We've got Brad online. My name is Scott. Uh, we're going to start this thing off, and we're going to go and let Brad tell his first ship story of what it was like getting hired on a cruise ship. Hey, Eric, what's happening? Sell any houses today? <laughs> uh, hopefully, too. Hopefully. I'll know tomorrow. We'll know but tomorrow. I'm keeping my fingers awesome. crossed. Awesome. Hey, did uh, Brad? You're in. You're in Oklahoma with me. By uh, uh, by the way, everybody, I'm in Edmond, Oklahoma, and Brad is way up there in Watonga by Watonga Cheese. Uh, is that right, Watonga? Near Watonga. Near Fay. Watonga. And, Fay, uh, Fay proper. Fay proper up there <laughs> by Watonga. If if everybody likes Watonga Cheese, uh, but uh, and Eric is in Nashville. Um, a couple of days ago, man, we had a horrendous wind storm. Like for the entire day, we had 50 mile an hour winds. Did you guys have that? Any of that, Brad? Oh God, yeah. But I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. We just get the big thunderstorms that come through, and it's not an all day event like that. They just come through. You know, they have wind with them. You know, obviously thunder, lightning, the you know similar stuff that you get in Oklahoma. You're not that far. Um, but it just comes and goes. It's we don't get like that those type of winds that last all day. Yeah. Well, this wasn't even a, really a thunderstorm. This was just wind. <laughs> yeah. There, there was, was no, no storms. Th- no there was nothing. no thunderstorm it was with it. It just was just wind. the wind blowing. Also, but that's a good place to invest in uh, wind energy. Oh yeah. Well, you know, when it gets that high, they actually turn all the turbines off. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. They can't. They can't yeah. handle it. Oh. They can't handle it. Yeah. Maybe not a good place. Especially living here. Yeah. But other have, than that, it's great. We have wind. We have tornadoes. <laughs> we have earthquakes. We have heat waves. Just, I mean, it's it's Tigers. Nuts. Tigers. We even have a tiger park <laughs> that you guys have probably heard about. All right, hey, everybody. Let's get back, uh, back on track here. Um, uh, you know, we all used to work on a cruise ship, and we thought it would be fun for guests to come on and everything that, to tell their stories of what it was like on cruise ships. But where better to start than the three of us telling our stories of how it became that we worked on cruise ships. So uh, Brad has elected to go first. So Brad, tell us about what it was like getting hired and uh, your experience working on a cruise ship for the first time. Right. So this is my ship story. Well, it all starts in Oklahoma. I was going to college at Southwestern Oklahoma State in Weatherford, Oklahoma. And I was also working at a bank, the First National Bank in Weatherford. I would take classes in the morning and I would work in the drive through in the afternoon, really going to school to, to work at the bank to be a loan officer. So I worked four years, actually almost five years as a teller. Did you ever get held up? You ever have a bank robbery? No. Just curious. No. 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 Uh, no. no have you? Never. Did you ever see a million dollars? Close to a million. Yeah. It was. It. It was definitely over five hundred thousand. Because I think you have to have at least five hundred thousand in the vault. So at the end of the day, all the debits and credits would balance, and we would call it a day and get out. 
I had gone to college to try and be a loan officer. The whole reason that I had gotten my job at the bank in the first place as a teller and, and a part-time, my great uncle uh, had been a founder of the of the bank. And so my grandmother... So, nepotism my, at its finest? Yes. My <laughs> grandmother, my great uncle's sister, called him up and said, hey, my oldest grandson is uh, going to college in Weatherford and he needs a job, so you need to give him a job at the bank. So Cliff gave me a job at the bank. My my roommate at the time, uh, Dean... Hey, everybody, what is he going to do? <laughs> I bet I know. Hey. <laughs> but, but I don't know how it happened. I, I really, I honestly don't remember how it happened. I think I read uh, some kind of classified ad in the back of Rolling Stone or something about how to get a job on the cruise ship. And, you know, we were drunk or high or something and we were like hey let's do this and, <laughs> and so we wrote this is when you wrote a letter and you wrote a letter back and we sent in and it was a scam of course uh, we said it was like 40 bucks it was like 40 bucks but we got this kit of how to get a job on a cruise ship and it was this folder of uh names of cruise ships and addresses and kind of ideas of what you what what you needed to do to get a job job at a cruise ship so me me and dean started going through this and writing cruise ships well there was a lot of bad information in this and, and like i said it was kind of a scam not so much that they didn't give you some good information. Part of the good information they gave you was like these are these are the jobs on the ship, you know, cruise staff, purser, galley, you know, all this stuff. You need to be specific when you want a job on a cruise ship. You just can't write into the cruise line and say, I want to work here. You have to say, I want to be a quote unquote purser. You know, you, or a crew staff or something like that. You can't just say, I want a job. So they did give you some good information like that. So, of course, what I'd been doing, working in the bank, balancing and doing all this stuff, I was handling cash. Purser was right up my alley. But Dean, he'd never done any of that. He was kind of a farm guy. And so he applied for being a deckhand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, looking back on it now, I mean, that's just crazy. An American you know? deckhand. They didn't oh, hire Lord. Americans to be a deckhand, no. so he didn't have a prayer. But uh, but I did, and I we 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 just kept getting rejection, rejection. But then one day I get a call from this lady that said, "Hey, I run this um, cruise career training institute in Fort Lauderdale, and we got your resume from a cruise line." They like what you're doing, but you have no experience. Do you want to come down, take this class, and um, we'll help you get a job on a cruise ship? And so I'm kind of like, well, fuck it. I I don't know what else to do. So I quit my job at the bank. <laughs> and I went down to Fort Lauderdale and took this. Did you drive? Did you drive to Fort Lauderdale? I drove to Fort Lauderdale. I drove from Oklahoma to Fort Lauderdale. Wow. And uh, and it spent and spent two weeks at the Cruise Career Training Institute in Fort Lauderdale in some kind of like a little strip mall next to Walgreens. Was and that a was that another forty dollars? <laughs> it was. I think it was like twelve hundred dollars. <gasps> Back then, twelve hundred dollars. In it was twelve hundred dollars. I think I borrowed twelve hundred dollars from my parents, even though I just quit my job. <laughs> I don't remember how that went, but I'm sure it was like, 
uh, hey guys, um, you know, I, I had this like pretty good job at a bank, but I'm going to quit that. I'm going to borrow some money from you guys. I'm going to drive down to Fort Lauderdale and did they borrow it from a relative working at a bank and try and, cru- <laughs> and work on cruise ships? Do what? Did they borrow it from a relative working at a bank? <laughs> I should have. I should have went to Cliff and said, hey, Cliff, can I borrow to woman? But anyway, I go to Fort Lauderdale and I go to this cruise career training institute. And I swear to God, one of the best times of my life. I, ha- I had so much fun. It was like 10 or 12 of us. And uh, we we almost all of us lived in this house that was right next to the the school that we went to. We all lived together. Uh, we went to school from like nine o'clock in the morning until three in the afternoon. Jeez. And and of course, no, no weekends. So we just partied and went to the beach and just we we had a great time. What happened after that? Well, um. We started applying to, to cruise lines um, just just as it ended, and a lot of us decided to stay on. So we moved out of that house and rented another apartment, and several of us lived together. And, I mean, we were still – I mean, all we did was just drive from Fort Lauderdale to Miami and try and get interviews and this kind of stuff. So the rest of the time, we were just partying and hooking up and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> And so that's what the training was for, because that's what happens on cruise ships. That was the training. I mean, I wished that would have continued on the cruise ships, but well, but anyway, so after a month, of course, everybody was running out of money. A couple of people got jobs on like Seascape, you know, those one day cruises that would go out of, out of Fort Lauderdale. They would go out to see, they would come back. Actually, I met Riz on there, the cruise director. Riz, Riz was working on there. Anyway, after a month, I, I, I had to go back home because I ran out of money. I had to move back in a month with my parents. <laughs> Kept sending out resumes, and oh, about a month went by, and I was giving up hope. And all of a sudden, I get a call from Royal Caribbean, and I'm like, what? And every time I, every other time I tell the story, I always say it was a call from Mark McGrath, but it was Mark McGrath. I think his name was Mark Graff. Uh, not the lead singer from whatever it was that night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, he calls up and he says, hey, um, got your resume um, and I know you've been to the office and everything. We like we like what we're looking at. We like your background and everything. But typically we don't hire people from your part of the country because they just don't last. So I, I need to ask you some questions to see if you're, you're going to be right for this. And he said, and he starts out, he just starts right out and he says, you know, working on ships, there's going to be gay people. Is that going to be a problem with you? Really? He told you that? He, that was the very first question. He says, there's going to be gay people because I'm from Oklahoma. Oh, well, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, hey, and so uh, he's like, there's going to be gay people. Is that going to be a problem for you? And I'm like no i i don't care what people do and then he's like well there's going to be people from other countries you're going to hear people speaking other languages you know is that going to be a problem for you and i'm like no that's what that's why i want to do this i want to experience this and ask me some other questions i don't remember but basically he's like comes 
comes down and right there on the phone, he's like, okay, well, I think we can offer you, offer you a position on the song in Norway. Uh, do you think you can be in San Juan in five days? Is that <laughs> enough time for you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I've been ready for months. I'm ready to go. He says, well, okay, we'll send you a plane ticket. Do you have any questions? And I'm like, one question. Where is San Juan? (laughs) (laughs) Straight out of a movie. So finally figure out that San Juan is in Puerto Rico, and I am stoked. I mean, this is so exotic. I mean, Puerto Rico. I mean, it does not get any more exotic than that. And I'm doing, I found out I'm doing seven day cruises out of Puerto Rico to all these islands in the Caribbean that I've never heard of, never heard of, maybe Jamaica, but the rest of them, St. Martin, uh, uh, Antigua, you know, uh, Barbados, Barbados, never heard of St. Thomas, St. Thomas. Yeah. Never heard of them. And I'm, I'm over the moon and I do not remember anything until I get to San Juan. I, I mean, it's, I, I think I'm in shock. I don't remember anything until I get to San Juan. I get to San Juan and, and I, 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 I get a taxi from New San Juan to Old San Juan and uh, get to the port. And this was 1991. Royal Caribbean had just built this brand new pier in Old San Juan. And it was beautiful. And Song of Norway was there, and Song of Norway, in my opinion, is a beautiful ship. And I was just, I was, I was blown away. So uh, I get on board. Who's uh, go to the crew person's office, and who's the first person I meet? Rick Chatterton. Oh, and uh, Rick Chatterton was a crew purser, uh, does the crew purser thing, gives me a life jacket, you know, takes my picture and all this stuff. Takes me to my cabin. Rick takes me to my cabin, shows me what to put on, what uniform to put on, <laughs> and then takes me to the crew purse or the purser's office, the purser's desk. And when I get, uh, by the time I get to the purser's desk, I have no idea where I am. I'm lost. I, I have no idea how I got from on board the ship to the crew purser's office to my cabin to the purser's desk. I, I'm I'm befuddled. I'm lost. And to this day, this is why I have these um, – I think I have these terrible, terrible dreams about joining a new ship. I mean to this day, um, I'll, I'll have a dream that I'm in my old age and for some reason I've got to go back to ships and I join one of these big old fancy newfangled gigantic cruise ships and I get on there and I can't find my cabin. I can't find my office. I can't find the purser's desk. I can't find anything. I just wander around the whole time until finally somebody finds me and just fires me. You'll you'll find uh, too much. You'll find Uh Eric Eric and Eric will uh, will uh, find your way for you for forty bucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If only I could have given somebody forty dollars. I'm like take take me to where I'm supposed to be working. But but this is the other one. I have another one, and, and this is reoccurring. I decide to go back on shifts in my old age, and they. They're offering me this kind of position that I've never heard of. It's some kind of weird purser position. But I'm like, hey, if it's a job on a ship, I'm capable. I can do it. 
no problem. And I get on board and I find out I am not capable. I have no idea what it is. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't understand it. I can't turn my computer on. Can't even turn my computer on. And I just sit there for the whole cruise. And then they doing nothing. And then the home office people come on. How was that different from what you did when you worked there? Yeah, (laughs) not much, other than they didn't fire me as soon as we got back to the port. And they just came on and they're like, you're fired right on (laughs) the spot. Just don't forget your popcorn. So anyway, okay, so back to the story. I'm at the first – I finally get back to the first desk. So Chief Purser, I met Chief Purser, who was Steve Carpenter, who was one of the loveliest guys and one of the best Chief Pursers I ever worked with. Uh, first Purser was Debbie Keller. Uh, second Purser was uh, Lori Ivan. Sarah Morgan, I think, was already there. Lisa O'Connell was who I was replacing. So Lisa was leaving. I was taking her place. And then I went down and, and met my cabin mate. Uh, shout out right now, Song in Norway, Cabin. 198, right next to the Fram. Best cabin ever. So who was your roommate? Augie Cartagena. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Augie. Yeah, Augie Cartagena. Best. Was a printer. Yeah, printer purser. Printer purser so, back when. Yeah, my first roommate when, was Bobby Castor, who was also a printer. I've heard of Bobby Castor. I don't know him. Was uh, he? He was uh, Caribbean, though, wasn't he? Or was he Filipino? No, he was Filipino. He was Filipino. Okay. Yeah. I think they were all Filipino at that time. They were. Yeah. yeah. All the printers were. Yeah, my my although my next my next roommate uh, on there I went back my second contract was uh, Indian guy Richard he was uh, you're in, right they yeah. did hire Indian guys uh, in the print shop after that because yeah. I remember I think the person that replaced Bobby was from India probably the most beautiful Indian man I've ever seen he was, he 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 should have been like right out of a magazine he was big and burly and he had this big mustache that kind of curled up just like in the movies you know he should have been a shaw or something but anyway he was the nicest guy uh but anyway so meet my roommate augie carnahana best roommate ever or one of the best roommates we just got along so well so i'm going to end it there this is my story of how i got on the song of norway and this is my ship story hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today We hope that you enjoy the podcast. We'd love it if you'd support our Patreon. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or current crew member and if you have a story you'd like to tell. Or, if you'd like, you can always email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as myshipstory. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week for the same time as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!